Welcome to the Man Under Construction Podcast. Welcome back to the Man Under Construction Podcast. We are here once again doing the impossible, doing what needs to be done. Why? Because we're men, striving to be true men. After a long relationship with mediocrity, I think it's time we call it quits. It's not working between us. It hasn't been working out between us now. Things are different. We want to be the best man we can be for our wife, for our children and friends. So I think it's time for our, our relationship to end with mediocrity and strive for so much more. God, thank you, first of all, for continuing to give me the strength to push day after day, for giving me the wisdom to learn from my mistakes, for the bravery to share those mistakes and to share my story. Thank you. My wife, Sheila, for your constant love and support. You are amazing. I thank you for always being there for me. And she will be joining the podcast here in a little bit. And she'll be sharing her part of the story. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be a great podcast. So I hope you stick around and she'll be joining us in a bit. The podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other platforms as well. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do so. And when you do, please leave a five-star rating and a little comment. I would greatly appreciate that. The comment and the rating really helps push the podcast up and it helps me reach as many guys as I can out there. I want to continue speaking into men's lives about my story and about the stories of others so we can help them be better men. Also, this episode, we're gonna, we are going to be talking about mature stuff. So just be advised, be careful when you're around the little ones. So be a gentleman, be considerate of that. Last week, I shared a comedic segment called Don't Be a Beta. And someone commented on it and said that the term was obsolete and is associated with standards that are antiquated and that the title is irrelevant. And I beg to differ on different aspects. I can agree that times have changed and things are not as they were. But to completely forget the lessons and standards by which the men of old lived by, I think would be very unwise. So let's take a look at it. Alpha. When you say it, you think you automatically think of a hunter-gatherer scenario Sole provider fought the battles, took care of his tribe, his family. Certain aspects of that are antiquated. I can completely agree with that. Women work now, have more say in the world, which are all good things that I'm not debating. Those are good things. I'm not arguing against that. I still think men should work. They, they need to work. Maybe not as a sole provider, as women launch uh, themselves into more careers and become more successful, but definitely definitely a contributor. Lazy men don that beta status. Men should make sure that their homes are taken care of, protected, secure. That's an alpha status. Men who sit in front of the TV right after work and pay no attention to their family, to their, ch to their children, I'm sorry, that's beta status. 
And while we're at it, if you find yourself in your grand- grandmother's basement in your PJs playing Fortnite all day, that's beta status. Also, men who wear skinny jeans. Men who wear... <laughs> I'm just totally kidding. I had to throw that in there. It didn't, no, no. Just because you wear skinny jeans, you know, doesn't mean that you're a whole horrible person. It's just... I'm just picking on you. So, uh, yeah, don't be offended by that. I'm just totally, just totally picking on that. But how about just being a, a, a regular gentleman, opening the door for your ladies, for your family, disciplining your children, teaching them good and guiding them. That is alpha status. How about not being on your phone while you're at dinner with your family, focusing on them, focusing on them paying attention to them? That's alpha status. Sure, times have changed, but certain standards continue to live through true men, alpha men. And it's okay if you don't agree with anything I just said. I'll speak for myself. I don't want to be mediocre. I don't want to be average anymore. I've been that all my life. That was me, the average mediocre man. I strive to be the best I can be now. And that is alpha status. So we're going to jump into this week's Man of the Week. And that man goes by the name of Manny Pacquiao. And I'm sure you're very well familiar with Manny Pacquiao. When people think of professional boxers, they tend to think of huge, hulking man. And Manny Pacquiao destroys that stereotype. With a smile, some fast footwork, and a devastating jab. Pacquiao was born in 1978 and grew up in the Philippines. When he was a teenager, he left his home in Kibawe, I think it's pronounced, and went to Manila. He hoped to become a fighter, but he was told that he was too scrawny. So what Manny began to do is work on odd jobs, building himself up. When he was 16, he stepped into the ring for the first time, and he won. He never looked back after that. That first bout was the was the beginning of a professional career record of 57 wins, 6 losses, and 2 draws. Manny would become the only professional boxer in history to win in 8 different weight classes. From fighting for purses of a few thousand dollars, Manny climbed steadily through the ranks in 2008 when he faced boxing legend Oscar De La Hoya for a $15 guaranteed purse, and he took that fight. He won. And now Manny finds himself becoming a symbol of pride and hope for, for his native country, many of whom struggle to escape the same poverty that he faced. In 2011, he started, he started a foundation which provided programs and services for, for the poor and the disadvantaged in the Philippines. In 2007, he ran for a seat in the House of Representatives in his hometown. He lost, but he didn't give up. He got back up. Switched parties, ran into a different province, and he won. And whether or not you like Manny Pacquiao as a boxer, that's, that's irrelevant. You cannot deny the story, the determination, the resilience of one man who didn't want to give up and get out of his situation to become so much more. And that's, that's what I'm trying to do every day. I'm tired of just being the same person. I want to be a symbol of hope for my family and my children a symbol of integrity, honor. And that's what we should strive for every day. So Manny, 
you are this week's man of the week. So for this week's episode, I have my lovely wife, Sheila, joining us, and she will be sharing her story. She was a little nervous sharing her story, but I'm glad that she found the bravery to do so in hopes that it'll touch someone out there and help somebody's life. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, before we get started, I just want to tell you how grateful and honored I actually am to be a part of this. I know my husband in the past is on some of his other segments. He's kind of uh, shared that I was in awe of him and that he inspired me uh, just in the transformation that I've seen in his life since we've been married is completely and utterly amazing and I'm just so grateful for um, the things that he's doing for other men and sharing his story and the bravery that it takes to do that. And I can relate to that now this week. I've shared my story uh, several, several times with a lot of people at church and I can tell it very easily. But for some reason, when it came to recording it for uh, the world, it became a little difficult uh, for me. So I really appreciate my husband's patience and just willingness to work with me on this and um, I hope that my story is able to impact people as well. So again, thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you for joining us once again. I know it's a big deal and my wife has been so supportive. She's been behind me the whole way and she is my own Wonder Woman. And she takes she takes on anything with such bravery and courage. And she's a very uh, strong woman. And she's been through a lot, and she is my, my little Wonder Woman. So uh, without wasting any more time, let's go and start. Go ahead and start from the beginning. Okay, well, thank you so much for those kind words. But unfortunately, my childhood wasn't so wonderful. My father wound began prior to me even being born when my biological father, unfortunately, he terminated his parental rights. I grew up in a very chaotic home with my mother, my stepfather, who actually adopted me when I was one, and two half-brothers. Um, although there was a father figure in the home, I still grew up with major feelings of being unloved, abandoned, and unworthy. When you think of an absent father, we often times associate with them not being physically present, but that isn't necessarily true. You can be physically present, but not be actively involved or invested in your child's life. That for me was just as hurtful and impactful as my biological father not being involved. My stepfather never loved nor nurtured me as a little girl and he even treated me much different than his two biological sons. He was physically and unfortunately mentally abusive to me so much to the point that I was finally removed from the home by a child protective services in high school and left to bounce from one relative's home to the next. Prior to being removed from the home, I did everything I could possibly think of to win his approval and love. I played every sport I could, and I even exhausted myself as a child, trying to be the best player on the team in hopes that he would notice I was a good girl, someone he could be proud of and love. I excelled in school in hopes that being academically smart would somehow captivate his attention and he would want to spend time with me. I began to adopt the thought process of if I was perfect, 
he would love me. Unfortunately, as I mentioned earlier, that never happened, and the last time I spoke to him was the day I was removed from the home. I recently came across a picture of his tombstone that one of my brothers had posted on his Facebook page, and it listed my stepfather's children, which were only my two brothers. Even in his passing, he chose not to acknowledge me as his child. If you are a stepdad, I need you to understand that you... That you are just as impactful as a little girl's biological father. Especially if her real father isn't invested in her life. She needs you to be present, loving, and nurturing. Unfortunately, as a result of my childhood, I faced many hardships and made very poor decisions in my adulthood. It took me most of my life and God to work through all of those feelings of being unloved, abandoned, and unworthy. When a little girl is left without a father to protect her, to show her how true love should be expressed, it unfortunately leaves her very vulnerable to outside influences and almost marked for predators to prey on. That's exactly what occurred in my life. I was groomed at a young age by a relative that convinced me that he loved me and would protect me from my stepfather. He gained my trust and used it to sexually molest me for almost all of my childhood. He introduced me to pornographic material and used that to expose me to the idea of how women should act, dress, and cater to men. I would like to tell you that I was one of the minorities when it comes to sexual abuse, but according to rain.org, every nine minutes, Child Protective Services substantiates or finds evidence of a child being sexually abused. One out of nine girls and one out of 53 boys under the age of 18 experience sexual abuse or assault at the hands of an adult. I'm not here to say that those things can't occur, if there's a father invested in their daughter's life, but it is less likely to happen when she has a father to protect her. After high school at the age of 19, I married the first boy that paid attention to me and said he loved me. I spent several years in an unhealthy marriage and I accepted him stepping outside of our marriage several times. I even had women calling my home asking to speak to their boyfriend, who was actually my husband. I know it all sounds crazy, but too often this is a story many women can relate to. I would much rather accept the scraps from a man that said he loved me than to be alone and not be loved at all. You see, for me, never having a father show me what was acceptable and how a girl should be treated left me vulnerable again to accept things that I should not have been accepting. Girls need to see their father interact with their mother in a loving way, showing their mom affection. It's the way it will guide us as to what marriage we long for later in our lives. Eventually, all of the feelings of unworthiness, abandonment, and being unloved seep back into my life, but this time by the hands of my husband. After several years of either being sexually molested or cheated on, I made a covenant within myself, one that would alter my perception of all men. I promised myself that I would never again allow another man to take advantage of me, 
hurt me or control me in any way. That covenant within myself caused me to step into a relationship with a woman. I spent several years in that dysfunctional relationship until I too lost everything. I lost my home, my stability, and most importantly, I lost myself. It took hitting rock bottom for me to seek the help I needed to face my past and how unfortunately it had shaped my life's decisions. I became heavily involved with my church and enrolled in a nine-month program called PTO or otherwise referred to as Peel the Onion, where I literally peeled back the layers of my entire life. Through that program, I learned how impactful your parents' roles are in the trajectory of the rest of your life. As you've heard uh, several times from my husband and his story, God also blessed me immensely with a new life, a new family, and a new path. And I'm so resilient from all the things that I experienced. And I'm no longer a victim, but a survivor. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. You are indeed a survivor and someone that has been through a lot of stuff. And I know it was hard and I know you guys out there or ladies out there could hear the the emotion in in the words that she was saying and I wanted to share her story because and maybe in in our case it might not be that that way but I wanted to share her story because I wanted to highlight how big of an impact we play in our children's life in our daughters our sons and if we don't step up to the plate and be the, the men that we are supposed to be, we are going to cause, we might not see it now, but some damage uh, later on in life as they grow up and the kind of decisions they make, the kind of relationships they get into, they are going to mimic our, our actions and do exactly the things that we did. The, the chances of that are, are very high and history will, will repeat itself. So thank you. Sheila, for sharing that. And I know it was really difficult for you. I'm very proud of you for doing that. <laughs> I, I know it was really hard. I know that someone out there is going to be touched by it. Someone who has been a victim of abuse or, or someone perpetrating that kind of abuse that all of a sudden stumbles into this. Hopefully, this will be a wake-up call for them and try to re reverse the damage or minimize the damage that they've already caused. Thank you for having me and thank you for everyone that's listening. And I hope that it touches just one person. If it just touches one person, it was worth it to me. Again, thank you once again. And thank you to everyone out there who was listening for sticking with us through this podcast. This one's going to be a little longer than usual. Actually, I don't know how to transition out of here. It was such a heavy conversation, but hopefully we can leave on a, on a lighter note and leave you thinking about today's topic and we'll switch on over to the man code. It's time for the man code. Rules that men should follow, but probably won't. Can't say we didn't tell you. The man code for this week, it's going to be a little interesting only, only because I see it a lot. My guys, fellas, brothers, 
Why are you taking so many selfies? I get it. I get it. It's a new era. Times have changed. Things are different. But I've come across... I have come across bathroom selfies. And come on, it's bad enough that the women do it, but fellas out there, come on. There is no need for that. We don't need to see you take, hold your phone up in front of a bathroom, uh, in front of a bathroom mirror, and take a picture. Showing off when you do, or an achievement that you got, you know, I get that, all right, that's understandable, but simply taking one, and then going on to add Maybe you know that those those infamous duck lips. Come on. What are you doing? Come on, my guy. There's no need for that. And and to overfilter yourself to to the point that you're virtually in you no one recognizes you, that I don't know what you're doing at that point. We are becoming as bad as the women are at the, at that. The only thing I can say is be real with yourself. Be who you are, you know, don't be ashamed of who you are. Take, you know, if you're going to take a picture, take a picture. No need to be adding all those filters, you know, the duck lips or posing or all this stuff. Just, you know, be yourself, be a man, be confident in who you are. You know, I, I've personally, I personally don't take them. I have taken a handful of them, but it's not a ritualistic practice of mine. And maybe just a handful of them throughout the many years. So that's today's man code. Ease up on the, on the selfies, fellas. Be confident, like I said. Be confident in yourself. And don't seek validation through it. That's not going to fulfill what you're looking for. And that like is going to be just like a little, little shot of, of confidence. But it'll quickly fade because you're going to need some more of it. Because if you're seeking validation for it, there's, gotta, there's an underlying issue causing that need. And you need to address that. And it's it's a cause of something deeper inside. And you need to take care of it. So, fellas, once again, this this week's man code. Ease up on the selfies. That's this week's podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you to my wife, Sheila, for sharing her story. And we will see you next time. And may God richly bless you. <laughs>